inherit it, Saul Jehoshaphat. That they said is the king of Israel. Ahab, of course, was the king at the time of Israel. Therefore they compassed about him to fight. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him, and God moved them to depart from him. You may be seated. I'm going to read that last sentence again there where the Lord helped him. And I'm going to take out to depart because it was in italics and it was not in the original Greek. It does not take away from the meaning of the Scripture, but it means so much more when you take it out. Listen to this. And God moved them from him. And God moved them from him. Now, if you've been to any conferences for any length of time, you've heard Pastor Cooper, the state elder of the Mid-South District, sing a song that, but God moved. And tonight, I want to leave this for you, that God came through. It's just a simple thought. It's just a simple thought, but I think it's timely because of the era in which we live and the things that are going on in the world, in each individual life, and we really feel like, oh, my, what's going to happen to me? And we forget that God will come through. He always does. In this particular case, Ahab, we know, was a evil, wicked king. Jehoshaphat was a good king. In fact, some of the prophets told Ahab, I wouldn't even be here or consider even being here if it wasn't for King Jehoshaphat. And so the king of Judah came down to Ahab. Ahab wanted to go up and fight. And he called a whole bunch of prophets, I believe about 400 of them, and they always prophesied however the king wanted them to prophesy. In fact, the Lord even told the prophet they eventually called that he put a lying spirit in these prophets' mouths. Now, we know God can't lie. But maybe God was testing this king whether or not he really wanted he really wanted, that's what you got to ask yourself, do I really want what God is saying to me that is true? Or do I want to go with the flow and listen to everything that everybody else has got to say because it's easy to my flesh? And, of course, the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, he said, isn't there some other prophets you can call? Yeah, there's one, but I hate him. That's what he said. But I hate him. He never prophesies good towards me. I think there might be some people that say preachers never do any good because they never, never tell them what they want to hear. And so they went to get him. They brought him up. And the prophet was playing with them. And he said, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go up. You're going to win. Go up to the battle. And King Ahab knew he wasn't telling the truth. You know, it's amazing to me. He knew this prophet wasn't telling the truth, but the 400, he believed them were telling the truth. 
Now, here was a prophet that was saying the same thing as the others. But King Ahab said, I told you to tell me what God said. And so he did. He said, if you go up, you won't be coming back. You will die in the battle. And so King Ahab told the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat, I told you he would speak evil about it. And so he called his servants. He said, take this man and put him in prison till I get back. And the prophet said, if you see me again, then the Lord did not speak by me. And so he told, listen to me, the enemy does this a lot. He tries to deceive in disguise. He tries to set you up. You better listen to me right now. The enemy tries to set you up. And you think, how did I get here? Because the enemy tried to trip you, set you up to destroy you, but God will come through. Man, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. Whatever you're going through, whatever sickness you're facing, whatever financial crisis, you just keep on holding on to God and understand that God will come through. He always does. And so King Ahab, he told the king of Judah, a righteous king. Now listen, I'm going to disguise myself. Jehoshaphat, but you put on all your (laughs) kingly apparel, and we'll go off to the battle. And so now we come to our text. They were getting themselves whooped. And all of a sudden, the soldiers looked out, and they saw King Jehoshaphat sitting in the chariot. They said, this must be the king of Israel. Look how he's dressed. Sometimes you can be so naive and so gullible that you think everything is going to be all right. You're not being sensitive. You're not listening to what the Word of God says, and you allow the enemy to set a trap. And Jehoshaphat didn't understand. He should have said, King, how come you're not wearing kingly garment, but you want me to? He should have called another prophet, but he didn't. And so... Charles, can I have a little bit more volume somewhere? And so, basically, what happened is they began to surround King Jehoshaphat. And they were fixing to kill him. Kill him. And he cried to the Lord. What do you do when you're surrounded and you think, oh, my, this is it. I'm done for. What do you do? What do you do? He couldn't run. And him and his armor bearer wasn't enough. He was surrounded. So have you ever felt surrounded? Have you ever felt the walls were coming down? Have you ever felt the ceiling was caving in? Have you ever felt like no matter what's going on, where is God? But he cried to the Lord. And the Lord didn't answer him. The Lord didn't say, okay, king, here I am. What do you need? He just cried to the Lord. He didn't ask for deliverance. He didn't ask to get out of this. I hope you're listening to me. He didn't pray, God, 
I don't know what I've got myself into, but can you get me out? No. The Bible says he cried unto the Lord, and God came through, moved them soldiers away from him. Opened their eyes, and they said, wait a minute. This isn't King Ahab. And so then, listen to me, listen to me. You've heard this scripture, but it's true. What the enemy meant for harm, God will turn it for good. Now, now I want you to listen what happened. A bowman pulled back his bow just shooting in the air. He didn't even know where he was shooting at. Let it go, and guess where it landed? Right in King Ahab. God came through. And when I'm telling you, when you're at your worst, God is at his best. This is a simple message, but I think some of you need this. Some of you need to realize that God may not answer you verbally or inside of your mind or your spirit. You may not have to actually say, God, I really need this. Why don't you just cry to God? Why don't you just lift your voice to God? Why don't you just say, oh, Jesus, and see what God will do for you? God came through. He always does. What about Abraham and Isaac, when Abraham took his only son and was offering him up, and he said, didn't see a ram anywhere. Oh, he didn't ask God. He said, but God will provide himself a sacrifice. Lifted up the knife, and the angel hollered, Abraham, don't harm the lad. Looked over, the God always comes through. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to wonder. God always comes through. He always does. What about Moses? Taking them out of bondage. You've been born again. Okay, I'm free. And the next thing you know, you hit your Red Sea. Mountains everywhere. The enemy with a cloud of lies. And you pass knocking at your door. But what did Moses say? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The waters parted. God came through, and they went across on dry land. What about Joshua? Come on, somebody. Every battle except for Ai because sin was in the camp, but he didn't lose the war. Did you hear what I just said? You may have. A momentarily little, small defeat, but you won't lose the war. What about David and the giant Goliath? God came through. What about Jonathan and his armor bearer? He was the only one with a sword, but he was climbing up. And he was waiting to see what God would say. And they said, come on unto us. And he came and he whooped them all. God 
came through. Are you listening to me, Elijah? How many times did God come through? Even against King Ahab and Jezebel, God came through. Against the false prophets of Baal, God came through. Against the drought, God came through. Fed him with ravens. Elijah, I could go on and on and on and on and on about how God always comes through. I hope somebody will get this because some of you are in that place or you will be. And you better hold on to this simple thought that God will, will come through. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. You may not hear anything. Oh, I'm telling you. But if you'll just stand fast on the faith of the word of God and the promise of God, God will come through. I promise you he will. He cannot lie. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. You and I get so fearful and we get so much in fret worry and anxiety because we think it's over. Even though time and 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 time again, God brings us through. But this time, this is too tough. And a lot of it is because you're not writing down when God comes through in your life. If you were to write it down in a journal so that when you face that obstacle, that den of lions, that fiery furnace, when you, when you face Haman, even though you might be royalty, but you face, oh, God. Esther was the queen, but she was also a Jew, and the decree was against her. But God came through. Did you hear what I said? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you right now, write it down. How can I share all this with you tonight about all of these examples? Because God wrote it down. Where will we be without God writing a journal for you and I? Then how come you and I don't write a journal? I thought he said, we are living epistles. Then why aren't we writing? My wife has went through so many journals. It it, it would blow your mind. Because one day when we're old, we're not there yet. One day when we're old and when we're tired, we're going to read those journals. She's going to drink coffee. And I'm going to drink a Diet Pepsi. And we're going to read those journals and we're going to shout and say, I remember this. I thought, I thought we were done in. But look what God did. Whoa, hallelujah. Look how God came through. I didn't know it. He didn't tell me how. He didn't, he didn't tell me how he's coming through. But he came through the way he wanted to come through. It's just like when they took, he took them out of Egypt. He took them out with a strong hand, a mighty hand, so that he could triumph over Pharaoh and the Egyptian. When God comes through, it's going to be a mighty come through. Whoo, my. And I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. What about the Apostle Paul? 
shipwreck, stone, beaten, snake bit. I don't know what kind of snake it was, but it was poisonous. It was so poisonous. It was so poisonous that the native people thought he was going to drop dead within a few seconds. But God came through. And then he was in prison, in the middle of prison, in stocks with Silas. Not one time did he say, oh, God, deliver me. No, you didn't hear me. Not one time. Jehoshaphat didn't say, deliver me. He cried unto the Lord. Paul and Silas cried unto the Lord. They prayed and sung him. That's all they did. And the next thing you know, there was a shaking. Next thing you know, there was an earthquake. And the prison bars flew open. And they came out of the... The next time that you're in a prison in this life emotionally... oh. Why don't you just begin to pray and sing hymns? God came through. He always does. Then why is it you and I, I said you and I, you and I, however, you and I. We all know how really well. We got it down. The pity party. No, no, we got it down. We even keep our handkerchiefs. Well, that was for that time, and this one's for that time. And this spot here is for the time yet to come. Oh, my. Thank you. What about Peter? He was in prison too, you know. And he was secure. Locked down. Nobody except outside the prison. He never one time said, God, open these prison doors. But somebody was praying. Somebody. They just. They just killed. Beheaded another disciple. And it pleased everybody. So they were getting ready to kill him. You think if somebody was getting ready to kill me, I'd be saying, God, open these doors. But he didn't. He was sleeping. (laughs) Read the book. He was sleeping. He didn't even know somebody was praying for him. And evidently, those that were praying for him didn't really believe what they were praying. Because the next thing you know, God came through and said, listen, angel, get down there, and you get Peter out. Boom. Chains fell off. Doors open. Get up. Get yourself dressed. He knocked on the prayer meeting door. The lady looked, closed the door, didn't let him in, said, hey, that's Peter. It's like going to a prayer meeting for rain. Thank God we got some rain. And you don't bring an umbrella. No, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. It's like having praying for revival and the water is not full in the baptism. Why pray? Praying for a financial blessing and you're not giving correctly. 
wanting God to be faithful, and you haven't been faithful. Oh, I'm preaching now. I said, I'm preaching now. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. You want God to come through for you? How about coming through for God? Seemed to me if they were praying for the release of Peter, well, they should have had the door unlocked. Right? In fact, they could have even said, put a sign on there, say, come on in, Peter, it's unlocked. Well, don't laugh at them. We do the same thing when we pray. Oh, we want to see miracle. Then when somebody comes from one, we're thinking, am I going to see one? That's what you're thinking. Is this going to be the day that somebody's going to see, somebody's going to hear, somebody's going to walk, somebody's going to be delivered? That's what we're thinking. Is this going to be the day instead of saying, this is the day. This is the day I've been praying for that. God's going to come through. He's going to move. I don't know about you, but I'm getting fired up right now. I'm, oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, hallelujah. God came through. He always does. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how long it is. It don't matter the number against you. I know a God that can make them kill themselves. Now, we don't want nobody to kill themselves, but what I'm saying is God can move them. I I thought I just read a text where, didn't didn't I read a text? Jehoshaphat didn't ask, say, God, deliver me. He just, I'm going to tell you right now, friend, if a bunch of soldiers came after me with swords and bows, I'd be hollering to God too. But I'd go a little farther. God, transport me out of here like you did Philip when he was baptizing the eunuch. Transport me somewhere safe. He might say, boop, come on up here with me. Like Enoch. The point tonight, the simple point tonight is this. You and I, we all do it. We all do it. We get so anxious and worried. It's not the spirit's nature. It's the human nature. Instead of realizing that God will come through. Can you hold on to that? Don't you leave here and tomorrow be faced with something and say, I know what the pastor preaches, right, but this, this is bigger than that. Oh, really? I don't know of anything bigger than our God. Put your hands together. Magnify Jesus tonight. Stand to your feet.